We meet today in Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. The theme of Proverbs chapter 15 is the tongue and the heart. You see, this chapter contrasts goodness and evil, and it emphasizes first the role of the tongue, then the role of the heart. Which do your comments do? Do they build people up or do they tear them down? Proverbs says that the things that we actually say, the things that we say can either steer up anger or diffuse a heated situation. Are you one whose tongue uses knowledge rightly or you are the one who uses knowledge wrongly? First of all, let's talk about the tongue. Proverbs 15 verse 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now, I am sure that people who come to your mind at this proverb are people like Abigail and Nabal. We have seen several proverbs that are applicable to them. Abigail was the beautiful, lovely wife and woman. Nabal, her husband, was the fool but a rich man. Someone has actually written a book called Beauty and the Beast, and it is the story of Nabal and Abigail. Abigail is the beauty and Nabal is the beast. You will recall that when Abigail heard that her husband had sent an insulting answer to David, who had in kindness and consideration taken care of his flocks, she hurriedly ordered the servants to gather a great deal of food for David. Then she went to meet David and fell down on her face before him. She recognized him as the future king, and she spoke to him of the fact that his life was bound up in the bundle of life with God, which is a very beautiful expression. She gave a soft answer, and it turned away the wrath that was actually driving David. On the other hand, grievous words stir up anger, which certainly was true of the words of Nabal. You will also notice many illustrations of this as you go through the word of God. We find that the Lord Jesus Christ himself used the strongest language in the entire scripture in his denunciation of the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 23. There can be a proper time, you see, to put it on the line, and Jesus certainly could do that. But notice how gracious he was to those who needed the grace of God. He told the poor woman in sin, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. This woman who was found and brought uh, before him accused of committing adultery in John chapter 8 verse 11. You see, what a gracious thing to say to this woman at this point. So we find illustrations of this again and again in the word of God. There is a time for the very gracious, soft answer. There is also a time when the answer needs to be strong. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of the fools pour forth foolishness. Proverbs 15 verse 2. We are back again to the tongue. That little organ, it will tell people who you really are. What you say 
gives you away. You see, the tongue gives us away. It gives me away. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and on the good. Proverbs 15 verse 3. Now you may look to the right hand and to the left hand and think that nobody is watching you. <laughs> Even big brother may not be watching you. But did you know God is watching you? God sees whatever you are doing. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and even the good. Whatever may be called a secret on the earth, it is open scandal in heaven. Remember that when Moses saw an Egyptian beating one of his brethren in slavery, he looked this way and looked that way, and then he slew the Egyptian. He forgot to look up. He didn't think anyone knew. But you know what? God knew. Your life and my life are an open book before God. What is secret down here on earth is open scandal in heaven. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15 verse 4. Here is the tongue again. It can get us in trouble a lot of times. It can get us out of trouble too. It can be a blessing. It can be a curse. How do you use your tongue? When you read the book of James, it talks of out of the same well where fresh water comes, comes also bitter water. Why should cursing and blessing come from the same place? A child of God ought to make a difference with the use of the tongue. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. Proverbs 15 verse 5. You see, there is so much said in the book of Proverbs about listening to advice and instruction. It has been said that you can't tell a fool anything that is true. You can tell him, but you can't get through to him for the very simple reason that he is not listening to instruction. My friend, it is important to listen to instruction. You give the same menu book to some people and you say, go and cook. Some will follow instructions, some will disregard certain instructions, thereby giving you a completely different product that will be cooked at the end of the day. Follow instructions. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. Proverbs 15 verse 6. This contrast is not dealing with material riches, by the way. The treasure that is in the house of the righteous consists of things like joy, peace, kindness, sympathy, comfort, the wonderful treasures which are the fruit of the Spirit. They are the great treasures of life. The contrast is with the revenue of the wicked, which is trouble. Look at all the works of evil that are mentioned in Galatians 5, particularly verse 19. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. Proverbs 15 verse 7. We are still talking about the tongue. 
This changes the word from tongue to lips, but the meaning is still the same. The wise disperse knowledge. What is it that you disperse, my friend? The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. Proverbs 15 verse 8. Now, this is a fundamental principle to follow. The wicked cannot do good or think right. Understand this. It is impossible for them to do so. Now, let's skip down for a moment and see another verse that states the same truth, which is verse 26 of the same chapter. It says, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. You see, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to God, and so are the sacrifices that he brings to the Lord. The reason they are an abomination is that he is wrong, wrong on the inside and wrong on the outside. He is all wrong, and whatever he does is wrong. The problem is that he has not learned to come in humility, recognizing his lost condition, coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and begging for mercy, for salvation. A person may be religious, my friend. He may go to church and go through certain formalities and rituals, but, but that has no value as far as God is concerned. You see, I do not understand why people think that if they do certain religious things, if they participate in a ritual, that will make them right with God. You see, the heart must be changed first. God does interior decorating before he can do any exterior decorating. He is not interested in your exterior decorating until he has done a job of the interior decoration inside your life. But he is the one who has to do it first. Don't decorate the outside. He needs to decorate inside first. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Proverbs 15 verse 9. You see, we have seen what God thinks of the sacrifice of the wicked and of the thoughts of the wicked. Now we see that the way of the wicked is also an abomination to the Lord. Hallelujah. But he loves the person who follows after righteousness. And remember that Christ is our righteousness. He has been made to us righteousness, according to 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hurts correction will die. Proverbs 15 verse 10. The phrase Hates correction here indicates lack of genuine repentance on the part of the wrongdoer. The sinner is unmoved and even annoyed by correction or discipline because these bring his iniquity before him. The child of God, on the other hand, rejoices in God's loving discipline, which is the evidence of his sonship, according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to verse 8. And he profits by the rod of reproof, which makes his way happy and not grievous. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 talks about it. You see, a man has to be told that he is wrong. There are some people who will not even accept any kind of advice or admonition 
What is the problem? The problem is with the heart. So now we talk about the heart. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 11 says, Hell and destruction are before the Lord. So how much more the hearts of the sons of men. You see, the epistle to the Hebrews tells us, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him, to whom we must give account. That is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13. You see, God is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now we are told, Hail and shield, you see, referring to the unseen world, which none of us has seen, and which the man of the world does not believe exist. All these things are actually open before God. Only God can make that unseen world real to a child of God, which will give him a true perspective of his life. The man who lives with the idea that this life is all that there is, has a different set of values and a different list of priorities from that which the child of God has. When we talk to people who are not the children of God, it is important to get their perspective of life, to see how they are thinking. But only God can reveal what is on the other side in the unseen world. You and I can do that. Only the Holy Spirit of God can take the things of Christ and make them real to us and to them. Jesus Christ walked on this earth in the flesh over 2,000 years ago. He stepped through the doorway of death, but he was made alive on the third day. For 40 days, he revealed himself to his disciples. He went back to glory and he sent his Holy Spirit to us. Only the Holy Spirit of God can make him real to us. The Lord Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would take what is mine and will show it to you. According to John 16 verse 15, it is very important for us to be aware of the Holy Spirit's work in revealing some of these things. If we are not aware of it, we will be frustrated and think that people will not hear what we are saying. It is the Holy Spirit of God who must reveal the truth. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. Proverbs 15 verse 13 Well, it is known that laughter and good cheer and joy actually add to a man's health and to the length of his life. You see, they bring to life a wonderful dimension that cannot be there if we live in sorrow and pessimism. So here is the solution to some of human problems, just to have a merry heart and a cheerful countenance. But how can that happen unless there is joy inside and Jesus Christ gives that joy? The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. Proverbs 15 verse 14. You see, here he, he is actually emphasizing the heart rather than the head of the man. He is not talking so much about the accumulation of certain facts, but about spiritual discernment. Or as someone has put it, he is talking about sanctified common sense. 
There is a deficiency, a feminine of that in the land today. People have made their minds sleep. Yes, when we worship God, we worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship him with our minds, with our strength, with our hearts, with everything that we have. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fetid calf with hatred. Proverbs 15 verse 16 and 17. Now, popular opinion holds that bigger is better, more is better, newer is better, expensive is better. That's popular opinion, especially in this, our consumeristic society. But Proverbs here tells us that what is ultimately better is the fear of the Lord and love. These are the alternatives that the wise person chooses. Are you that wise, my friend? The dinner of herbs means really simple vegetables. Is the lowly, homely meal of love, which is better than even the most sumptuous and splendid feasts eaten without love. Love and hatred are determined, of course, by the disposition of the household. While hatred embitters even the richest banquet, love sweetens even the lowliest meal. You see, a good illustration of this is found in the life of Daniel. He was taken as a slave into Babylon when he was just a young man. He showed remarkable ability, so he was put with the wise men to be trained for government service in Babylon. He was to be given a certain diet which he refused to eat because it was forbidden to the Jews by the laws of God. He asked instead for a diet of cereal, if you like, of vegetables. He did this because his fear of the Lord was a priority. He wanted to save God. My, how God honored that man. He made him prime minister to Nebuchadnezzar, the first great world leader great world ruler. When the Persians took over, God again made Daniel the prime minister to the second great world ruler who was Cyrus the Great. God honored his servant. But you see, it started with him making priorities right. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. Proverbs 15 verse 18. Now this takes us back again to verse 1. A man who is crude and rough in his dealings will stir up strife. However, it is also true that preaching the word of God will stir up strife. Remember that the Lord Jesus was the most controversial person who has ever been on this earth. Wherever the truth is preached, Strife will actually be the result because there are some people who don't want to hear the truth. Some will be offended. And here, a wrathful man stirs up wrath, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. 
Proverbs 15 verse 20. Now, if you come from a home background that left painful memories of childhood, you may find it hard to think kindly towards your parents. Yet here Proverbs urges us as children to respect our parents, faulty though they may be. We need not like or approve. We need not like or approve of anything our parents did or that what they may be doing today. But you see, only a fool despises his parents. It is important to add that the Bible sees parenting, you see, as a partnership between both the father and the mother, in which both are committed to each other, to the child's welfare. That is the ideal, and a child tends to thrive in that kind of a home. But whether or not our parents have come even close to fulfilling their biblical responsibilities, they deserve a measure of respect and affirmation. Thus, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Proverbs 15 verse 23. It is not only what you say, but when you say it. Sometimes the right word at just the right time will do the job. Many of us could testify that the right word said to us at the right time in our lives changed the whole course of our lives. So, watch for the right time also to say the word. See a word spoken in due season. How good it is. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Proverbs 15 verse 29. Peter writes the same thing, you see. He says that God hears the prayer. That is also interesting. Of the righteous, but his ears are closed to the prayers of the wicked. And that is according to First Peter chapter 3 verse 12. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Proverbs 15 verse 33 The ear that hears the reproof that points the way of life will place its honor within the cycle of the wise. He who undervalues the benefits of correction despises his own soul, he is in love with death, to put it in a crude way. The man who hears reproofs or rebuke recognizes a responsibility to protect the eternal dimension of his soul life. You see, my friend, the best way to protect the soul from destruction is to embrace the fear of the Lord in every moment. Abiding in that fear or staying in that fear, the man of wisdom affirms that it is in accord with the wisdom to humbly acknowledge one's mistake and faults. A man must receive instruction as coming from the Lord himself, for humility is before honor, or humility is before honor. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, 
please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa, it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.